got everywhere. <laughs> Beers mandatory. Episode four. Four. How are you guys doing today? Nick, Taylor? Great. All right. Fantastic. Great and all right? Yeah. All right. Tay's the answer to beat so far. He's a fantastic. <laughs> You'll get there. Can't You'll get it. <laughs> You'll get there. Um, Things haven't gone right for local sports fans. Uh, but where do we live? Playoffs. But where do we live? Uh, very true. Um, we're going to get on to all of that. Uh, firstly, to anyone listening to this on Sunday, uh, if you're a mother, you know a mother, or you have a mother, Happy give her Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Give, Happy her, a Day. give hey, her a hug. Give her a hug. Give her some, some drugs or something. I don't know. Or flowers. <laughs> flowers are weeds. <laughs> it all works. It's all... It's all coming around. I'm cooking dinner. Depends on what term you use. I'm cooking dinner for mine. I'm not sure what you guys are got planned. Mine's in Mexico. Yeah, so, so happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day to her. Happy Mother's Day to her, yeah. <laughs> Going for a hike. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. My mom likes to bring the dogs out. She does. Rolls and... Sass? Yes. I didn't remember the other one. Just barks at me. <laughs> Come in. Like, guy, I've been here... Don't worry. Not four or five straight weeks. Just, like, yeah. just people in general. People in general. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Um, she likes me though. Yeah. All right. Had to just had to just throw it in there. Huh? She gave Taylor the same welcome that you <laughs> the exact same welcome. Um, so we just have briefly a moment to recap uh, recap the week. So we're actually going to film this this show tomorrow because it's me and Lauren's six year anniversary. Uh, we had it all planned out. We had been talking about it all week, and then Dwayne Casey decided to get fired. Yikes! And uh, <laughs> I had to say, look, Lauren, I love you, baby, but. Uh, we gotta try to make some sense out of Dwayne Casey. There's 34 people on Castbox that that need to know what we think. They're urgently Three, waiting. They're, we have 34 followers. 34 views. So uh, okay. Far. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um. Yeah. So love you, baby. Happy six years. Um. We both forgot. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Congrats. And it's not much you need to predict Dwayne Casey being fired. Yeah. I mean. Had Dwayne Casey not been fired, like, I'm there with you, but yeah. he, got, he got fired. Um, yeah, we had a whole plan, or a whole show planned. Um, so just quickly on, on hockey, we just want to touch. Uh, Kyle Dubas announced uh, as GM, 17th GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs today, 33 years old. Congratulations. Very, very cool. Kyle Dubas. Um, he was the GM of the Marlies before, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, a local graduate. Where do we live? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, where did he go to school? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> local. But, uh, <laughs> local community. I, 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 local. Yeah. But where? Yeah. Um, I was talking to, to Nick and Tay before we started and I think MLSE, uh, timed the two announcements. So they both happened today. I think that was deliberate. I think that was, uh, like, let's give them good news and bad news, right? Like just kind of get all of it done in one day. So we're, we're in the cycle on the Friday. Right? Everyone talks about us over the weekend and on Monday. It's, it's been talked to death, right? You start a week, right? You have a weekend as opposed to a whole week of coverage, right? Makes like sense. Like Jay and Dan, Natasha, all those guys can't be dissecting it day in, day out or anything like that, right? Right. Uh, so very, very smooth move, MLSC. Very, very smart, very calculated. Uh, Shanahan and uh, Masai. Um, also, I love American media people trying to say Masai Ujuri's last name. Ujuri. Ujuri. It's like, guys, it's five letters. Ujuri. Um, uh, so I, I was just saying, though, I think maybe they should have done the, the Dwayne Casey getting fired first and then announced the Kyle Dubas. So it actually was flipped. So Kyle Dubas got announced first and then they fired Dwayne Casey. Right. And they probably would have wanted to do bad news first and then put the good taste back in the mouth. But uh, Right. Well, yeah, what do I know? 
right? What do I know? A just, whole lot. Just buy tickets. Yeah. So as a Leafs fan, you're a fan of the move. Yeah, yeah. It was... Did they fire Lou? No, they said a three-year contract, and apparently it was in his contract that he would GM for three years, more or less train Kyle Dubas to do the job, um, and then go into, like, a special advisory role or whatever. But uh, where is that with the Leafs? Like, we could... I'll be talking about that for... Did he do all three years? Yep. Oh, I did okay. all three years. All three years. Yep. Um... Shout out to the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. I got to admit, I would rather them not win. I mean, I love Canada. I love Canada teams, but I would rather Toronto be the next Canadian team to win a cup before Winnipeg. <laughs> but uh, but I'm not biased at all. I'm going, I'm going Winnipeg. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I like them against Vegas. Although, man, everything else... Every, everyone against Vegas. I, exactly, right? Like some expert I am. I guess, by the way, uh, we were very wrong about our Raptors predictions uh, uh, yeah. for the playoffs. Like. Comically wrong. Very wrong. Comically wrong. I think last week I said that uh, it wasn't going to work LeBron in this series, but it worked. Yeah. I said Raptors were winning in five, so you're fine. We were bold. (laughs) Yeah, we were bold. Where do we live? Um, Out east, Tampa Bay made quick work of Boston. I was very happy to see that. I'm not sure if you saw, but Jay and Dan released a hilarious, like, licking video about Brad Marchand. That guy's... That's weird, so man. weird, right? Keep your tongue to yourself. No, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I don't get it. Spitting on the ice is an automatic game penalty. Like, it's a match penalty. So spitting on the ice? Like, yeah. Or, like, spitting at someone on the ice. I was going to say, man. Matthew yeah. spits every second. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, but, like, spitting at someone as yeah, if, yeah, like, no. you're disrespecting them. But you it's can like, lick, lick their face? No. <laughs> you definitely can't. You just did it? You can. There's no penalty for it. There's no, exactly. There's They're no rule. They're implementing right? a penalty now, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is there no, like, misconduct penalties in hockey like just like for like you get ejected you're normally it's like a blindside hit yeah i don't know like i guess what do you count as misconduct right well i mean like like yeah, to, I, guess. Typically, I guess licking is a show of affection yeah you, you can't all right like, I, spitting I, is a show of like, i feel really sorry for your girlfriend yeah. <laughs> well like no like dogs they lick each other like that's a kiss from a dog right? yeah exactly maybe marshall is a dog <laughs> Don't eat anus. You'll get hepatitis A. Um, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Please, Google it. Um, yeah, so... In case he was fired, I, I, I just want to say first, first and foremost... Did you see it coming? I just want to say first and foremost... Thanks for coming out there, Nick. Um, just thank you for all your service uh, for the seven years. Like, um... We were a bunch of fucking jokes. Like, I even... Yeah. Like, even during those Chris Bosh years, like, there was never organizational structure there was no like this is a culture this was like a, a place you wanted to go to right like they're just like hobgobbling together teams kind of thing so i think Dwayne casey started it masai jury definitely built upon it but they brought the culture to what the raptors are now and i don't think that oh and tim lewecki uh the ex-ceo of mlsc uh he was a lot of credit as well too he brought a lot of these guys in but i uh, brought shanahan and masai uh i don't care about soccer but he brought all the tsc people in as well too um so like a tremendous amount of credit to to the wiki and to, to Dwayne Casey as well too. You put Toronto on the map. I think you could argue right now they have one of the better cultures in the NBA. For sure. You're, like, yeah. you're up there with San Antonio, the Golden States, Boston, right? Like you're at least mentioned in that same breath, like sustained excellence, right? Yep. Um, I got a lot of respect for Dwayne Casey. I have a lot of respect for Dwayne Casey as well too. Nick? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you cut me off, but you still have respect for him. Cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to throw it out to you guys first. Yeah, we were, it's funny, like, we were really back and forth on this all week. I know I was. I changed my mind about three times. I actually came up with three, like, unique scenarios of what would happen. One was fire, and two and two of the other ones were keep. 
Um, I guess now we're going to go down the fired route. Yeah, I was writing yeah. pros and cons lists. So yeah. I was like, fuck, oh no, what are we going to do? If only MLSC abided by our production schedule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been perfect. Um, love you, Lauren. Uh, so Dwayne Casey getting fired. Nick, was this the right call? I didn't think it was, but I think it is now. <laughs> Explain yourself, my friend. Um, someone, something had to change. So, you're not Casey's gonna, the easiest. You either guy. blow up your team or you fire the coach. Hard to blow up your team. There's a lot of guys making a lot of money. And right? Like a minuscule, like you had to make you had to make a big change. So if I feel like I feel like it's easier to to fire your head coach than blow up your whole team and restart. Oh, absolutely. I, the Raptors don't need to restart. Exactly. Like, they yeah. have, like, obviously loads of talent, so it's like, I don't know, man. It's an unfortunate situation, and like like you guys said, he brought a lot of, like, he came to Toronto and made it, like, a regular season winning culture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, like, more respected within the league. So it was it three straight 50... 50 win seasons, five yeah. straight playoff Look at his career record. I don't know what it is in ratio, but he's got, like, a way winning record. It was like three twenty and two forty three or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like so. That's a six hundred win. But on the flip side, I guess you look at his playoff record. I don't. I did not look at that, and I, I can can't, guarantee it's probably. It's not great. It's probably not good. No. But I can't necessarily. It's like, do you say that Carl Malone and John Stockton are bad basketball players? No. No. They just happen to run into Michael Jordan every year, right? Yep. LeBron James, I read a, a, a great tweet today. LeBron James stopped the Detroit Pistons dynasty of the mid-2000s. Stopped him single-handedly. That's when his first trip in Cleveland, he stopped them from going to the finals. Uh, he also st- they had like a year of seven or eight straight uh, division championships. And, Cle- and LeBron James knocked them off of that. So he stopped their dynasty, went to Miami, stopped Boston from becoming a like that Boston Big Three, if Miami didn't exist, would have just kept rolling through the Eastern Conference themselves, probably would have won at least another championship. Stopped the Derek Bull or Derek Rose led Bulls in 2010-2011 when he won the MVP. Uh, stopped him in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, made quick work of Gilbert Arenas and the Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards, remember they had like uh, John Salmons, yeah, Antoine Jameson. Um, I mean, were they ever really a threat? I don't know, but... They had arenas, and he was kind of the star. He was the guy... Who was uh, Rashard Lewis was on that team, right? After Orlando? Before no. Orlando? Yeah, it would have been before. Because after Orlando, I think he... I think it was after Orlando. Gilbert Arenas, I think, played on Orlando with... As well, too. No. With Rashard Lewis when, after his gun scandal. See, you had to get fired today, Dwayne. We yes. <laughs> had it all planned, all everything ready to go. Um, then stop Paul George's Indiana Pacers... Yeah. And now stopped... Oh, and stopped the 60-win Atlanta Hawks with four All-Stars on their team. Yeah. And now stopped... Yeah, so you're you're saying, is it like... Can you really blame Dwayne Casey for going up against a generational talent year in, year out? I know, man. It's tough. It's such a tough situation. Yeah, it's... it's, Yeah, but at the same time, you can't just keep... like. The definition of insanity is trying the the same thing thing over and over. So true. And something had to change. And... I don't know. It's I feel the like easiest that was... change to make. Yeah. Masai Jerry's not going to fire himself. Dwayne mm. Casey's the easiest change to make. No. I think it was a smarter decision than to do what Nick said, and, or not what Nick said, but has the other option Nick said of blowing up the team. Yeah. So in my, when we were planning for our initial show, um, I looked at three possible avenues. One was keeping Dwayne, 
uh, and tweaking the roster a little bit. And I actually have some ideas of how they're going to tweak the roster as well, too, that we're going to get into. Is that the same still with the decision that was made? Yeah, I'm going to say tweak the roster with a new coach. Because then there was also Fire Casey. Minor tweaks, I think. Yeah, it's minor tweaks. And then it was Fire Casey with minor tweaks. Or it was bring Casey back. Because Casey's proved that he can mold a young team. Yep. Uh, send out your veterans outside of maybe DeRozan. Just sort of say, like, DeRozan, this is going to happen for two years. Because, truth be told, you have DeLon Wright. You have Pirtle, Siakam, OG Ananobi. Like, you don't have a bad young core or anything no. like that, yeah, right? No, JV's 24. JV's 26. Is he? Yeah. I, I'm playing 2K17. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right. Two years behind. Yeah, that makes sense. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, like you don't have the worst, you know, young guns to start from, right? Like I think really Philadelphia and Boston changed the game uh, with the process, like just admittedly tanking. And when Boston got all those picks for Kevin Garnett, Paul Pearson, uh, Jason Terry. Lead team saw that basically going after veterans doesn't work, and no one does that shit anymore, right? Like, so you, Toronto's never going to be able to say, like, take Lowry, DeRozan, and give us, like, 18 draft picks. Like, it's no. never going to happen like that ever again. Everyone's kind of learned their lesson and been like, man, Boston just destroyed Brooklyn. Like, Brooklyn's still not out of, like, the bottom now. They're just starting to move towards becoming decent again. Yeah. And that that trade was seven that, years that ago. That trade was questionable when Five it years happened, ago. though, too. Like, you're like, they're even that much for... That was the like, highest... Aging KG and Paul Pierce. That was the... Aging Jason Terry. That was one of the <laughs> highest risks, highest reward trades you could have ever made in your life. And it failed. Within one Literally. season. <laughs> within one season, Kevin Garnett was a shell of his former self, and Paul Pierce was off to Washington. Yeah, like, I think both those players were gone within three seasons. Paul Pierce was gone within one. Yep. KG was gone within two or three. Yeah. Exactly. Brutal. Um... So I don't think that can ever happen again. So, like, you're not going to be able to send it off all your guys and get those draft picks back. Um, so was this the right call? Yeah. Simply because Dwayne Casey just doesn't have in-game adjustments. Like, Dwayne Casey has many strengths, but in-game adjustments is just not one of them. Kevin Love scored, I think it was 10 straight points, 8 or 10 straight points in Game 2 on CJ Miles on the post. Yeah, He didn't do anything different he's just like cj miles will stop him this time it's like that can happen twice but then you have to do something else like you just have to did you read that report too saying that uh the gm after game three when lebron hit that bank shot to win the game oh yeah yeah uh, he's like he's like why didn't they have two guys on lebron in that no i would have situation i would have done exactly that i don't think he double teamed he can't win. i would have done exactly that oj and obi had Basically, like, played him hard the entire game, the entire series. OG just hit a three. Like, let the kid play him. It's true. Here's the thing. You double-team him, Kevin Love's hitting Someone's getting an open shot. Yeah. Exactly, right? Like, yeah, you can't leave anyone open. Yeah. You'd rather contest a shot of an open I would shot, rather no matter LeBron, who's taking that contested yeah, shot. I would le- rather LeBron James take that runner-banker than yeah. an open three. I mean, that's... That's any other player besides LeBron James. That's going to overtime. Yeah. So true. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I don't want to get into it now. Like, it would have really helped if the Raptors had won this game to make these points. But uh, that first half was horrendously called. Like, there was some plays that I was just like, that's like that's just not how the game of basketball is called. Yeah. Like, uh, JV was going, or Kevin Love was going to set a screen. And uh, so he goes and sets the screen. 
and JV's there. And then so when he's rolling, he just pushes JV to the ground and JV got called on a foul. I'm just like, I'm sorry, like that's not a rule in basketball, right? Like if someone pushes someone to the ground and they that's that person does not get called for a foul. That's not <laughs> so I mean like I mean the Raptors didn't win, so I'm not gonna get like sour on the refs or anything like that. Uh, but that game was not called well in the first so half. So let's say this. The Raptors win game one, one of those three. games. Get, win game one and three. It's a different no, series. Even just game one or three is Dwayne Casey fired. Like, how many wins did Dwayne Casey no, need to no. get against LeBron James to keep his job, essentially? He needed to win one of those games. One. That's yeah. what I think, too. I think they so win true. one game. If, if it goes five, in Cle- five to Cleveland, yeah, yeah, he keeps his job. Is this because they got swept last year? Second, it's second sweep. Yeah. Yep. Is it in two years. They're supposed yep. to be a, the new team, right? They showed that they weren't yep. in the playoffs, at least. Exactly. So that's true. what I meant. And that's Great un- point. Great point, Taylor. That's unfortunate, too, because I wouldn't pin the game one loss, maybe game three, but game one loss on Dwayne Casey. They're up by 15 all game long. Yeah. And they have yeah. a collapse in the fourth, and then, like, they but can't, they can't cl- uh, finish off on that on those last few seconds. Yeah. Although I could argue game two loss was him. Yeah, because they got blown out. That second quarter and the third quarter, or the third quarter runs, I should say, where it was just Dwayne not. Or not even doing game anything. four, man, when they put in uh, Naguera. That was game two. That was game four. As well? Yeah. Yeah. And he came in and he just looked lost. He looked like he didn't have he a looked clue lost in game what two, was man. going on. He looked on. lost in game two as well, man. Exactly, right? Like, that's what I'm saying, right? As much as, yeah, I can't say that game one or even game three is his call, right? Because he put DeRozan on the bench in game three. Yeah. Which was the right call. Great Plain call. Plain and simple. It was the right call. DeRozan was not having a no good No matter game. how much Charles Barkley thinks you can't disrespect your star player, I think they need that sometimes. No, that was... Uh, when I played basketball as a kid, if the bench guys got us back into a game and we were down by 18 points... And we were now tied, and there was five minutes left. It's like we're running with these guys yep. as long as you possibly can, yep. right? Like, and yeah, you know, show me signs of exactly, right? Like maybe it. they're tired, and we're down four again, and there's two and a half minutes left. Yeah, maybe then we'll get the starters back in. But Rosen wasn't playing any way that you'd be like even have a thought in your head about putting him back in. No, there he was, was garbage that game. And the way that they were playing in the second half, same thing as well too, right? Like it was just that, like, that, unit that lineup, was playing. Was, yeah, well, like, that was a title. great unit, right? Yeah, like, you can't can't deny it. Um, Ibaka got his life back in him in that unit. Yep, yep. Uh, OG Ananobi had, I think, the best game I've ever seen him. Man, have can we just talk about that shot he made, even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fakes, guy jumps. Like, that's a that's a veteran move. He's a rookie in the playoffs, hitting a t- game-tying three. Off of a, letting some guy jump past him. That's a veteran move right there. Yeah, that was... I've been saying Big kahunas, of, big kahunas on that guy. If you guys follow us at Beers Mandatory on Twitter, at Beers Mandatory... Um, I threw out a tweet there, and if anyone read our tweets, which is no one, um, <laughs> we probably catch. I'd probably catch some flack for it, flack for it. But um, OG and Nobi has shades of Kawhi Leonard, and we're gonna talk about that at the end of the piece. It's here in my notes. Um, we're gonna talk about it, but I have some stats comparable, and I like what I saw of OG this year. Just go, just say it. Want to do it? Yeah. Want to do it? Supposed to do it now. We're already talking about it. Kawhi Leonard's rookie season stats: sixty-four games played, thirty-four starts, twenty-four minutes, forty-nine uh, percent field goal, thirty-seven three-pointer, five point one rebounds, one point three steals, seven point nine points. Uh, OG Ananobi: seventy-four games played, sixty-two starts, so that's twenty-eight starts more yep. than Kawhi. Twenty minutes a game, forty-seven percent field goal, thirty-seven percent three-pointer, so same as him. Two point five rebounds, 0.7 steals, and five point nine points. So, as good as Kawhi Leonard, no. Shades of Kawhi Leonard? Absolutely, right? OG Ananobi for defensive rating was one of the top perimeter defenders this year. Like points generated off of him on drives were in were like ninety-eighth percentile of the league. Wow. So I mean, 
there's a lot to work with. He there. did play well in the series. I don't think he played bad at all. No. LeBron James even said so. He's like, I did not. Yeah, OJ and Obi had a great, great series. The Rook stepped up. Yeah. Like, I think Toronto has some bright spots on this team. Like, 100%, man. I, I don't think it's. I think Dwayne Casey's the easy fire. And I think. I think still, and I'll say it still, and you know what, Shannon, Shannon, skip, can yell at me all they want. Um, Toronto's the better team. Yes. Still. Toronto's a better team. That they had, Cleveland? Yeah. Yeah. They had no adjustment for LeBron James in the game. Yeah. They're not the better team. LeBron, or the Cleveland Cavaliers were not the better team. Or not a better team collectively than the Toronto Raptors. No. They were the better team and won the series, but they are not a better team. No. The Le- Cleveland Cavaliers stepped up when they needed to. Yeah. They did not look... Kevin Love averaged 9.5 points in the first round. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, now this guy can just hit every fucking what shot. Was, what was Corver averaging in that first exactly, round? Exactly, same thing. No one no one other than LeBron averaged more than 10 points. Yeah. Or, no, or Kevin Love averaged 11. And then no one else other than that. It'll be interesting to see what kind of resistance Boston can uh, give them. Did you see what Terry Rozier did? No. And Game 5? No. Fantastic. So you remember the whole Eric Bledsoe, uh, Drew Bledsoe thing in the first round? Yeah. Oh, I know Drew Bledsoe and Rosier. Like Bledsoe was there wearing his jersey. And, yeah, 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 dude. That was a series later against a different team. He was still trolling Eric Bledsoe a series later against a different team. Really? Yeah. He sent Drew Bledsoe out at his end of game po- or press conference. <laughs> no, that was that was how the beef started. Why are no, they beefing? No, no, no. No. And beef started because Terry Rozier was talking at a press conference, and he, called, and he said Drew Bledsoe instead of Eric Bledsoe. So then it made it seem like he didn't know who Eric Bledsoe was, because he's yeah. calling him Drew Bledsoe. Okay, that's true. I take that back. Sorry for the... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tay. So then Eric Bledsoe came out, and they said, so what do you think know. about the new guy guarding you? And he goes, he goes, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Which he shouldn't have, because Terry Rozier was averaging like 24 points against him. Yeah, and then it started this whole thing, and then Rozier wore a Bledsoe jersey to the game. And that's how that whole Bledsoe thing got started. And then in Game 5, when they knocked off the 76ers at his press conference, as, as opposed to him going out and talking, he sent Drew Bledsoe out. That's hilarious. Fantastic. Did he actually? Yeah, Drew Bledsoe went and talked <laughs> at the point. Exactly. Wearing a Terry Rozier jersey. And it's like, that's, like, that's so insane. Man. Like, that's a series later, and you're still trolling the guy. <laughs> It's just like oh that's amazing. That's that's well, fantastic. Right? I like Drew Bledsoe. Right on board, man. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's scary Terry shirts. Did you hear? He said, uh, "He's like, oh man, Terry. You know, I've known Terry all of about three weeks now, and uh, seems like a super nice guy. Uh, he's got me all pumped up out there. Makes me want to go back and play uh, play quarterback. I mean, maybe I could play one quarter. I'm not sure I could make a whole game. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, that's awesome. Um, Drew got hit around too much in Buffalo. No kidding, eh? But I love it, man. Like it's just like that's very funny. That is pretty um, hilarious. But so, was Dwayne getting fired the right call? Yeah. Can I just say, I think Dwayne Casey getting fired is the right call if they make an outside hire. Yes. I think if you promote someone within the system, nothing's going to change. It's the same culture. They learned essentially from Dwayne Casey's Well, that's it, right? Exactly, right? Like, so the two... Perfect. It's like you read my notes. Um, <laughs> so on to who is the next head coach. So the two internal candidates that people are talking about right now are Nick Nurse, uh who is basically credited with coming up with the offensive schemes that they ran this year. They had, I think, the third best offense. Yep. So Nick Nurse was credited with coming up with that. And Jerry Stackhouse in the G League. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Runs a very much Golden State kind of uh, style of offense. Oh. Um, <laughs> and he essentially uh, helped develop the entire bench mob. Yeah. Everyone that... Exactly, they came to the 905. Exactly. Everyone there did. So true. Um and that's what I guess kind of led back to one of my initial points is maybe we, you know, send away more veterans than we think and uh, 
and let the bench mob kind of develop and see what they become. <clears throat> Excuse me, see what they become. Uh, but then who's your outside hire? Because I've heard a couple of names. I thought about a couple of things. So who would be your outside hire right now? I do like the, the noise I'm hearing about uh, Budenholzer. Budenholzer? Yeah, yeah. Why? I I I like he's he turned around that that Hawks franchise. Yeah, man. And like the Raptor, if the Rap like then the Raptors are starting to play like that. Yeah. But they're a better team than those Hawks were. Yeah. They were. They're a deeper team than those Hawks. Exactly. For sure. The Hawks have four players. That's so true, man. Yeah. Like they, it was like Dennis Schroeder. Was the only difference man. between the two teams is I find is the Hawks had better perimeter shooters than the Raptors have. Well, but he like. But in order I don't know what it is, man. The Raptors have good perimeter shooters, but they just can't seem to hit shots. When it matters. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, C.J. Miles, no one would say C.J. Miles is a bad three-point shooter. No, no one would shooter, say that yeah. about Kyle Lowry. No one would say that about Fred Van, Van Fleet. Fleet right? yeah. Like, those guys just, like... But Van Fleet they, missed that open three to win the game game, game one. Game one. And then to tie it in overtime. Yep. Uh, he said that his shoulder was done throughout the entire playoffs. I'm like, yeah. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying... I was like, like, probably could have predicted that. I think Kyle Corver would have hit those shots. Yeah. Against Toronto, he would have. He's brutal. Yeah. Um, I've heard the button hoser as well, too. I don't know, man. I mean, LeBron ran through him twice, swept him in the Eastern Conference Finals and the second round. But we just said it. That the Raptors have a better team than those Hawks teams. Yeah, but... And he made that Hawks team a 60-win team. Toronto yeah, didn't get 60. But they can, 59 wins. But can team. Mike Budenhauser do the in-game adjustments? Because I think that's what... like, And Nate McMillan's kind of an old-school coach. I actually couldn't believe how well he was adjusting to LeBron throughout that series. That was a very good He's coach of the Pacers, yeah? The coach of the Pacers, yeah. But so, and I think Mike Budenhoser, I mean, Dwayne Casey has a lot of strengths, a lot of strengths, but in-game adjustments, I don't think anyone in this semicircle here can say that in-game adjustments is one of his strengths. He's a defensive mind. Yes, he's a defensive mind. And he let Nick Nurse, and he's like, I'm not that great offensively, I'm going to let my guy do my thing, kind of thing, right? Um... Another thing that I heard... So, yeah, so then if that's exactly how they ran the team this year, then why would you promote Nick Nurse to be head coach if that's essentially... Like, nothing was really changing at that point. I guess my, it doesn't matter. Like, even if he comes in playing a similar style, he's going to have different I ideas think so. and different uh, plays and different everything, right? I think it's a culture, though, too, because everyone was comfortable with Dwayne Case, and they are almost like friends. Co- sure, you want to be friendly with your coach, but you want to be friends with your coach. You want a coach that's going to keep you disciplined, keep you... Keep you in line. Yeah, um, accountability. That's you need accountability. Accountability buddies. Yeah, exactly. And Dwayne Casey kind of showed that one with benching DeRozan. That's accountability. Saying, yeah. "Hey, you're not playing good. You're sitting. I don't care if you're my." I player. think personally, I'm not sure if it was DeRozan quit, but I think DeRozan was defeated in game. DeRozan three looked defeated. In the whole Raptors showed... team looked defeated at halftime in game four. Yes, very true. It showed. It showed. Nick's very upset, guys. <laughs> Should see the emotion on his face right now. He's emoting <laughs> quite a lot. Um. Who's the next head coach? I'll throw out an interesting name. I'm going to throw it out to you. If you like it, you take it. If not, you send it right back. <laughs> uh, Becky Hammond from the San Antonio Spurs. I, I don't got... I have nothing against female I'm gonna I'm going to take the women... Exactly. I'm going to take the female aspect out of it. I just don't know it. I don't know anything about how her coaching style is. Or well, anything. she's been in the Spurs system now for I think it's about eight years. Seven or eight years. Pop keeps her around. Pop like goes out of her way to make or out of his way to make sure that she gets exceptions and everything like that. All the San Antonio Spur players love her. Um, well, Pau Gasol said that she can definitely be a head she's coach. A, she's and a coach in the, the NBA, NBA, right? Like, I guess here's my thing. Now I took women out or females out of it. Thirty seconds. Oh, I'm gonna bring it back in. 
she'll have to answer a lot of questions about being the first female head coach. She'll have to come into a Toronto team, coming from a winning organization to a winning organization, expecting to win and get be the one that gets over the hump that is LeBron James. I'm not saying she can't do it. I'm saying lots of coaches have tried and every coach has failed, except for Carla. Maybe where Carla will come. Uh, or Dirk too. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine it? That'd be just, just awesome. Um, and his career in Toronto? Like I'm not saying off the bench. I'm not saying she can't do it, but I'm saying it would be. It's a lot of pressure. The first head coaching gig. Exactly. It's almost setting your career up for failure by having this. So when I was talking to the person about it, he was very like, yes, 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 and he knows his stuff. He knows basketball, but at the same time, it's just like that's a big ask of a first time, first ever female head coach. It is true. It does seem like maybe you're not setting her up for the best possible success. Yeah, but. but then again, if she does turn it around, then holy crap! Exactly, it's a story. Of, it's a story of a century, right? Yeah. It's a story of a lifetime. Uh, She'll get a head coaching gig somewhere. I just she don't needs know to. if she Toronto to. is the right. Not right. I, exactly. I, I'm unsure if where Toronto is right now at the crossroads. If you need to be gambling right yeah. now, I think you maybe need something a little bit more of a sure thing, right, to bring in some more stability. Not that Becky Hammond wouldn't, because like I said, she's come from the Spurs organization. So did Buden Hauser. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, true enough, right? But, um, yeah, like, that, that's a tough ask, like, because Toronto's a major market, major media market, right? Like, that's a story that's going to sell constantly, right? Like, oh, yeah. You need to be asking a lot of, or answering a lot of questions about being the first ever female head coach. And can you get Kyle and DeMar to get over the hump? Like, There's going to be a lot of questions like that. How are you going to manage the locker room and all this other stuff? It's like, it's like only being asked because she would be the first female head coach. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? She can probably do it. 100% fine. Better than, but she would still have the to question, answer them. Exactly. They would they'd still, still be exist. asked. They would still exist. Nick. For what reason they're asked, we don't know, but they'll be asked. Because the entire world is misogynistic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. Nick, any thoughts? I know you, Nick did say, guys, he preambled us with this whole, like, uh, we prepared so much, guys. Like, <laughs> prepared so much. And I know Nick was kind of like, ah, shit, like, how am I going to jump in here? So do you have any thoughts so far? Like, it just... Was Dwayne Casey being fired the right call? Uh, what do you think went wrong in the season? I know you've kind of added your points. Uh, so do you think... What would you say about coach, Becky Hammond? Like, do you agree with the new head coach coming from the outside? Or do you think they should internally replace with someone who's in the system? Like a Nick Nurse or Jerry Stackhouse? Or do you think they should go outside route? Outside. Yeah. Same reason we've more or less been saying, right? Like, yeah. Nick Nurse had a voice in those huddles. Like just playing. That's what I mean. But I think he's he's still there. He'll still have that voice. He'll still have that camaraderie to, to have with the team. I agree, but I, I, I exactly right. But I don't think that it should just be. Let's just enhance his voice, right? Like his voice didn't help, or like his voice didn't get us over LeBron now. So maybe not enhancing his voice, but keeping his voice there. Unless he gets another head coaching gig, we don't. You know, know who I think Dwayne Casey will get hired by the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't love the hire though because he's never had a player like. Kinas, Anton Kumbumape. He'll get them to play good defense, yeah. but I'm not sure what offense he can run. He's never had a player like Gina. He's still rolling JV out as his starting five, right? Yeah. Well, Everyone's like, saying Gina should be their starting center next year. Yeah, I, he wouldn't be. I don't. I don't really like to hire. Actually, the books already got good defense. They need offense. They need an offensive mind to come in there. Their defense is okay. They got the players. They got I the guess, players to do it, right? But, yeah. like, they they've, they went down steadily since Jay Kidd first came in. Like, they had a great defense, and they just kind of steadily declined. Who's the coach right now? Or uh, just got fired? Prune, Jason Kidd got fired halfway through the season. It's like that Pruny guy. 
So he's is he, interim. He's just he's still got the interim tag exactly. Um, yeah, I guess you know, gun to my head right now, I'd say Budenhauser, Budenhoser, whatever his name is, probably gonna be the next head coach. Seems like a good fit. He didn't want to stay around in Atlanta for a rebuild. No, I mean he like before this year, the Atlanta Hawks was always a competitive team. Yeah, they played maybe not last year. No, they like well, the last year with Paul Millsap. Yeah, when as long as was when once they had a guy. Besides Dennis Schroeder being their star, they were always competitive. Yeah, talent, yeah. Um, he's got the talent about the available in Raptors at, at the Toronto, sorry, in Toronto. In Toronto. What's, uh, I was about to ask Nick a question, he decides to go, <laughs> this is the moment he leaves. Um, so what happens with the roster then, Taylor? Like, think about who's on the team right now, think about the free agency, you got Nugera and Van Fleet as free agents. Think about who's on the team. They're maxed out. They don't got any any money except the mid level tax except exemption. Uh, what do you do with this roster? Well, everyone I know, all the Raptors fans are calling for Ibaka's head and they want him out of town. But his contract, you can't move. And I don't think I actually don't think it's a smart decision to move him. No. I don't know. I just if you can at the right price. But like I think he's a good player still. He was not himself in the playoffs. Yeah. He's but declining. we can say that about DeRozan as well. We can say that about Lowry. They didn't show up the last couple playoffs. Like Lowry played good this playoffs. Last year, who like yeah, now he true. disappeared. Yep, and DeRozan played well until DeRozan played game three of the yeah Black exactly yeah. game right yeah. yeah and so JV had some great. I games. think that this need to have minor tweaks. They need to bring in a guy, a wing defender that can help with like just defend LeBron essentially. Luke Mumbumbate. Yeah. Or Trevor Ariza. Houston's gonna have a cap squeeze on one of those two. I would say bring one of those two in. Yeah, and then like because you still have OG. It's so like you got like you said before. We're not going to guard LeBron with the same guy. You yeah. can't. No. Yeah. So if you keep but him and Pascal like, both did a good job on him. Yeah, but then you have a third guy to throw in in there. Yeah. Even like. And he he'll hit his corner threes. He can uh, drive a little bit to the lane. He can make some plays. Talking about Ariza. Uh, uh Mumbo Bate and Ariza. To okay. be honest. Um, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thank you, sir. Um. Nick, what do you think happens to this roster? Tay's saying like minor tweaks, like maybe if you can get a Baca out of here. Oh, I know Nick's get a Baca say. out of here, but what's what? uh Oh Nick's, uh, a, Nick, Nick's a big fan of the dream of getting Kawhi. Dream of getting Kawhi. I want to hear how it happens. <laughs> Tell me now, bud. I haven't gotten that far. No. <laughs> I really don't think there's a realistic situation where that will happen. But we can talk about it. I, I was listening to an interesting. They're gonna have to give away like in theory it'd be amazing. <laughs> it's gonna start with it's gonna start with Lowry and Obi and JV Delon Wright. So I mean, like they're sending you a lot of JV. People. Well, maybe, I think Pop may, would love a JV. Maybe JV, but they have Aldridge. Aldridge wants out. And he doesn't anymore, man. So last no, so you the story that happened was last summer. Yeah. Lamar yeah. Aldridge called yeah. Damian Lillard and said, "Hey, do you think he's in a contract anyway? year right now? Is he not? I think, I think this is last yeah, year. Last this year, yeah." But Pop smoothed out the situation. That's why everyone still has confidence that Pop can smooth out the Kawhi situation because Aldridge wanted out last year. Then or Pop goes and talks to him, and Aldridge has, excuse me, his best season in years. So like, don't count out Pop saying to Kawhi, "Come back." No, it's cool, bro. Yeah. It's cool, right? Like, man, Kawhi was gonna come, uh, be on the bench in the playoffs uh, with Pop, but then his wife passed away, right? Like, and that changed everything. Right. But Kawhi and Pop are very close. Like, even through all this shit. Pop and Kawhi are still very, very close. Um, I think if Kawhi, like that trade, it's it's Lowry, it's DeLon Wright. See, I'm okay giving up Lowry and if Anobi. you can keep 
DeLon Wright or you re-sign Fred VanVleet. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I I would be ready to turn the keys over to one of them as a starter. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Um, but DeRozan can't be involved in this trade. No, 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 no. You can't. You can't be. That would defeat the purpose. It'd of the be trade. exactly right. Like, <laughs> and then yeah, I think they probably would want a JV, or or I think you would have to send a JV even just for like. Well, I guess if Lowry's going, the money's not a problem anymore. Like San Antonio can't be taking out too much of your money, so then you're probably looking at sending uh, a Pirtle or Siakam. Yeah, but it would be that like Kawhi Leonard would. Pr- well, he's already got his contract there, actually. He's not no, a... he's a player option after next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so never mind. I was going to say he'd do a sign-and-trade, but he's not a free agent. But he can sign an extension this year. He can sign an extension on July 1st. So, yeah. so you could sign-and-trade him. He'd probably do a sign-and-trade just so he'd get the max amount of money. Yep. It's five years, $219 million. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But he has uh-huh. to go to Canada. Pay Canadian taxes. Live in the cold. He's a California guy. His uncle's his manager now. Apparently, he wants him to go to the Lakers. He wants to go to the Lakers. So I think, realistically, like, Nick, I'm more than happy to dive into conspiracy theories like crazy <laughs> with you right now. But I think it's either he's in San Antonio. It's funny, though, because you think of Kawhi Leonard, you think of a personality that almost wouldn't mind coming to a market like Toronto. That's what, another reason why I see shades of Kawhi and OG Ananobi. Did you just listen to OG Ananobi talk to the media? He's like, yeah, fuck, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just got, like, such a laissez-faire attitude towards basketball, the media, to everything, right? Like, which is almost what you want, right? Like, maybe he goes out there and puts up a stinker of a game. And then the next team he goes out there and has the best game of his career. He's just always even-keeled, right? Which is definitely something you can say about Kawhi Leonard. He's a through-and-through keeled guy. Is Leonard the guy who's, like, was still driving his 97 Trailblazer yeah. or something? Yeah, no, it was like a... Was it a Trailblazer? Or a Tahoe or something? Yeah. But exactly, right? Like, that's... That's Hilarious. a guy that you're just like, man, you're, you're, you're a decent dude, right? Yeah. Like, I can just tell that, like, you are not going to, like... Like, no that's flash. what makes this San Antonio situation. He's a superstar without the superstar status. So like, superstar going, ego or anything. Yeah, like so that, going to right? Toronto, I feel like, is something he would be okay with, just based on what I see in the media. So his uncle is now his manager this year, right? And so family ties are always... Uh, I'm not going to get into that, right? Like, that's... Quiet uh, Leonard's father passed away in 2008, and his uncle stepped in and was a very important father figure in his life. So I think... As much as I agree, right? Like, he would probably thrive in this market, right? Like, we would embrace him. He would be the best player that has ever played for the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Him or Vince Carter. Yeah. But, like, right now on this team, like, we would love him. We would embrace him. Oh, to yeah. Quiet. If you ever want to be on the podcast, bud, like, we'll just... Come to Toronto first. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm fine if he just wants to be on the podcast. Um, 34 listeners. Uh, um... Well, Nick, I, Nick's a big Kawhi fan as it is. Nick's a huge Kawhi fan as is. I've been on the Spurs. I was thinking of trading for him. <laughs> I like the Spurs. <laughs> I was thinking of trading for him really bad in fantasy this year. Glad I didn't. I was thinking, like, what do I give up? Because, like, I don't want to give up anything because I didn't know if he was going to come back, but I was just like, man, no way this oh, guy... Tried, right, okay. I'm like, no way this guy's going to take, like, Reggie Jackson, whatever scrub I have <laughs> yeah. on the fucking roster, right? Like, there's just no way that's going to happen. He was my first pick the past two years, and I decided to skip on him this year. Smart call. Yeah. Yeah, you went with Lillard. I went with Lillard. Great pick. Great pick. And you had DeRozan this year, too. Lillard and DeRozan was yeah, my Armand too. was upset. That was a, that was a pretty good... Uh, I didn't, you had a good man. team this year. Yeah, yeah. And then I had, like, Kevin Love got injured. Vucevic got injured. And then I have some... Ran to tip your waiters a couple, a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, never going to stop. No, I lost, I lost a lot of games. I like just started losing oh, games. I appreciate the choir, man. I made the playoffs as a losing record. Only team? Yeah. Be proud. You'd be proud, Tay. Those rooks. Yeah. Those young guys have got we, I talked to you at the start of the year on that. He tried, like, D'Angelo Russell. 
Devin Booker. Yeah. Cat. Yep. Could have gone either way. Yeah, I went bold. Bold and beautiful. Hey, man, I picked the Raptors in five, so don't right. <laughs> don't, don't don't worry about being bold. Be bold. Um, I want to talk to you about what I think happens to this roster in a perfect world, which I also think are kind of obtainable, tr- or like realistic trades that you can make. So right now, Serge Ibaka got three years, or last year he got three years, sixty-five million. So he has two years left. Uh, what's sixty-five divided by three? So it'd be like twenty. One and a half million dollars or something like that. DeAndre Jordan has a $24.1 million player option. I'm thinking an Ibaka and a future pick for DeAndre Jordan. Because if Clippers Clippers are kind of in no man's land yeah, right yeah. now, right? But if you can say to DeAndre Jordan, you probably won't get or like he wants, he wants out of LA anyway. Exactly, right? Like he and you heard Doc Rivers in their end of year conf or end of year conference, he's like uh, DeAndre Jordan has been very loyal to this team. He's had his best years here, right? Like, it was all past tense kind of stuff. Well, man, they he had a contract in Dallas, and he they fucking barricaded it in his house and made him not yeah. they come to back to L.A. I personally always thought that that was a crime. I thought that was weird as well. I thought that that's kidnapping. Like, like how I always well, learned I it, that's doing. kidnapping. But, but, like, that's so... I just find it ridiculous how all those guys lock him in, and then Chris Paul leaves, Blake well, Griffin... Man, well, man, shit like you say to Blake Griffin... You're going to be a Clipper for life, and then eight months later you're traded. Like, you know who takes note of that? Other players on the team. Yeah. Right? Like, that's who's going to, like, hurt your fan base, hurt your whatever. Players on the team take note of that. So, you know what? You give them a sweetener. Give them, like, a future second-round pick. Send Serge Ibaka out uh, to Los Angeles. Helps them stay. Because they signed Lou Williams. They have Tobias Harris still, right? Yeah. Like, at least it keeps you in the realm of competitiveness. And then I wouldn't even care if the Raptors offered... Uh, DeAndre Jordan, like, say, opt out of your player co- or player option, excuse me, and we'll sign you to a three-year, $70 million deal or something if like that. If they get DJ, then they got to move JV. We're going to get there. Okay. Um, exactly. Then you got to trade JV for a stretch four, a couple of stretch fours or something like that, right? Uh, a couple of stretchy wing players, right? Like, I don't even care if you... The issue with that is, like, the Toronto tried to trade JV last year and no but... one's biting. Last year, JV didn't have, wasn't coming off the season in playoffs that he just had. That's right. JV has now shown a willingness to play defense. Plus, he's a polished offensive player. He's a polished post player, right? And I think in today's NBA, like it's less valuable, but you still can't underestimate. JV hit his threes too, man. Yeah. You still can't underestimate a guy that can put his back to the basket and score points. Like you can throw it into JV in a first quarter, and he can get you eight and five within four minutes. He started off, like, all the games. Exactly, right? Like JV's a good player. I like JV. JV's a good player, right? And I think, yeah, last year no one was biting. This year, though, $17 million for JV doesn't seem unreasonable, right? Like, that doesn't seem like an unrealistic... No. Especially with the contracts being thrown out in that league today. Exactly. In that league today. Those kids that, today. No, that was, there was that TV... Was that TVD? 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 TV deal. TVD? Yeah, exactly, man. Man, like, you got, ben, you got like, Quincy Pondexter was making, like, 12 million a year. <laughs> That's insane. This guy stopped touching the court. Quincy Pondexter? Aren't you a scientist? You yeah. should be a scientist, <laughs> Quincy Pondexter. Um, it's funny, like, you know, I wish we were doing this podcast back then, right? Because the NBA at the time, the Players Union, headed by Chris Paul and LeBron James, uh, the NBA offered to do exponential smoothing, which essentially meant all that money came in, and then we increased the salary, like, $8 million this year, $4 million after that, $6 million after that, right? Like, they wanted to spread it out over five years. But Chris Paul and LeBron James were like, oh, no, we can get max contracts where we have $30 million a year. So they just voted to get it all 
in the same year, right? So that's why your Evan Turners are getting $18 million a year, right? Yeah. Like they could have done it exponentially, which would have been like how they probably should have done it. But I think LeBron James and Chris Paul are very smart at what they do and realize that they can get $30 million a year contracts by doing this. Well, LeBron James signs one year, one year deals with a player option and they opt out every year to get another max contract. Exactly, right? To like, increase salary. Exactly, but like he can do that because of that windfall. All and because it's LeBron James. And that too. <laughs> he would find a way to do it no matter what. You know what I mean? Um, like he's, he's going in, signing a one-year deal, knowing what the hell he's going to do. He's like, this is not, I'm not going to make less of this next year. Yeah. Well, like he says, he wants to be the highest played, highest paid player in the NBA. I'm like, I don't get why that's so important to you, man. Like me neither. Just perform, win rings, and like you're like, how much money do you need to survive? He signed a one point two billion dollar lifetime deal with Nike, man. You don't need money from the NBA. Tom Brady's doing it right, man. This guy's making, I think, he's still making top ten quarterback money, but he's not top five quarterback money. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And this guy is allowing his team to build around him. And that's how, if you want to win, if you want to be successful, that's, will, that's what you got to do. Exactly, right? And look, I, LeBron James, I really have no problem if you want to be, but then you can never be greatest player of all time. Like, I'm hearing Aaron Rodgers' contract, rumored contract, $33 million a year. <laughs> is that too much? No, it's not too much for what he is. Because you know next year someone's going to get paid out of that. But is it too much for what you should be doing if you want to build a championship contending team year yes. in, year out? Absolutely, 100%. right? Absolutely. I mean, um, he played this year, no fucking defense. Like, you're going to take $33 million a year. What you, your defense is going to get better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> defense don't play for peanuts. You can't yeah, be complaining yeah. if your defense puts up, gets that. touchdowns going on. You're fine. You paid $33 million yeah. a year, but yeah. never complaining yeah, about exactly. your defense. Um, also, what I like, so if you add uh, DeAndre Jordan uh, and take away JV, um, they've never had a true, like, lob threat. Like, they've never had someone that can Biombo. set a screen. Oh, true. Since Biombo, right? But DeAndre Jordan's, like, Biombo on crack. Yeah. Like, and, okay, so, hey, excellent point. They had Biombo that year. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals. And he played lights out. He was so good. JV got hurt that year, right? He played lights out. Exactly. Um, so, again, it changes your outlook. Plus, he brings some stability to your post defense. Like, Cleveland got whatever they wanted in the post. Oh, yeah. Plain and simple, right? Like, they just got whatever they DJ's wanted. DJ's an elite rim protector. Um... So you get some stretchy fours. Uh, Joe Harris from the Brooklyn Nets. I want to see Joe Harris in a Toronto Raptors uniform next year. Uh, he's young. Yeah, but he. I, I want to see Joe Harris in it. He's a six foot seven, six foot eight guy that launches threes without conscious. I feel like he'll be tough to get though. Like, is he in a contract here? No, man. He yeah, he's a. It was a player option, I think. But he's up at Brooklyn, man. He's. The the market's kind of cooled in the NBA. He's a seven to eight million dollar player. That's reasonable. You can get no, so he's not locked out of Brooklyn. Like you wouldn't have to trade for him. Oh no 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 no! Okay, no, no. Okay, you, okay. you can sign him. Um, and here's the big thing. This will be the toughest one to move, but people talk like it's you're never gonna be able to move it. But I think it can happen. You have to trade Norm Powell. For, I don't even care if it's just for the cap relief. Yeah. Because OJ and Obi's gonna take a step up this year. CJ Miles is still there. You're gonna have. At least, or at least DeLon Wright, possibly DeLon Wright and Fred Van Fleet, plus Kyle Lowry and DeRozan. You just don't need Norm. Yeah, but who is involved in your trade to with DJ? Abaka and a future. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kyle Lowry didn't move in any... In no. This, okay, okay. So you're basically... You're running only for Kawhi, okay. You're running back... Yeah, only for Kawhi. <laughs> Kawhi! <laughs> um, basically, so then you're running out DJ, a stretch for whoever you get from the Jonas Valanciunas trade, whatever... Scrapping some guy that can just go and launch and get 40% on the three-point line. So you're saying they match any offer Fred Van Vliet gets in that scenario? 
Yeah, if you can get move Norm Powell as well too, right? I don't even care if you're just moving Norm Powell to get a pick for this year's draft. Like, look, Norm yeah, Powell. I don't have one. Norm Powell is 24. Like, yeah, you know he's going to be making nine million this year, ten million next year. I think it's like 12 million the year after that. But that's not unreasonable flyer to take on a 24 year old who's shown flashes of brilliance and then had one bad year. Change of culture can do a lot. Exactly right. Like, I, I think a team is more willing to take a flyer on someone that's you know had some postseason or experience, comes from a winning culture, than say signing an Eric or an Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's known nothing but losing, and that that guy might get a max contract. Like, I know they're playing different positions, but if I was a team that was like, I need someone young to come into my culture. But Aaron Gordon. Like, if I was the Phoenix Suns and I needed a wing player right now because they need wing players, why not take a flyer on Norm Powell? Yeah. They got a couple of extra picks from the Miami Heat. They have the cap space to do it. Why not take a flyer, right? So then you're rolling out DJ, guy that can shoot some threes, OG with a year of development, DeRozan, Lowry, DeLon, Siakam, Pirtle, uh... Maybe Van Fleet, maybe not, but then Miles. You're still running nine deep, mm -hmm. right? And then you get that cap flexibility back as well, too. You've traded Ibaka, you've traded JV, you've traded Norm Powell. Again, you know, maybe I'm That's playing, a dream world. Maybe I'm playing armchair GM, but those aren't unreasonable moves. Norm Powell will be difficult to move. Yeah, I, I know, but it's it's like he's had one off. I think Ibaka is going to be difficult to move, too. I think, I think Cl Clippers would make that trade. Just because even just, even just do they know the fact that DJ's gone? Even so, DJ won't get five years. DJ probably won't even get four years. DJ will get three years, right? Serge Ibaka signed a three-year deal last year. I would rather take Serge Ibaka for two years than pay for less money than DeAndre Jordan for three years. If I'm the Clippers, because you're not winning anytime soon. No, yeah, right. So like again, I, I know like yes, they're hard, and the media will be like, "Man, beer's mandatory." You guys are crazy. <laughs> once they listen to us, but uh, those are all reasonable moves that I think can be made. So, Mike Budenhoser, some tweaks to the roster, and you're running back the same team, hoping that... I hope they have the same team. Well, I, know, so I guess I'm kind of just recapping what I would do. I would say Mike Budenhoser, uh, those trades, those moves that I've made, okay. get Luke Richard or Luke Mumbumbate or whatever, or Trevor Ariza from Houston. I think they, uh, they let Nogueira walk. Oh, for sure. His cap holds like $6.8 million. Yeah. You can't be spending that on your third string center. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. He hasn't shown enough to keep him. Even if he did show enough to keep him, you can't play a, pay a third string center $6.8 million. No. Just un unacceptable. I'm not 100% I'm not soul on uh, Pirtle yet either. Me either. Right now, I think he looks good. Yeah. Like average. But here's the thing. Average. Would you... There's plenty of average... Ed Davis plays on the Portland Trail Blazers, right? Just rebounds and plays with energy. I don't, I wouldn't, I, I think, like, I don't, Ed Davis he, isn't a name that I'm like, oh, geez, yeah, Ed Davis. He got drafted by the Raptors, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but exactly though, right? But you don't need every one of your draft picks to be superstars. No, I know, I'm not you saying You need your draft picks to be functional players in the NBA. But he, watching him in the playoffs, he made some, some mental errors that I found that I'm like, what is this guy doing? Well, he's a 22-year-old second-year player. No, I understand that. Yeah, like, yeah. and I guess OG... All these other yeah. young guys are not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Exactly, like, right? Like, I, I think another year, like, they're comfortable. Him and Siakam have a good thing going, right? Like, I'm sold on him. I think even if his ceiling isn't, you know, DeAndre Jordan or, you know, Joel Embiid or anything like that, he's a serviceable NBA player. I think Siakam could be, the, like, a next Draymond. I agree. We've talked about that at length. 
I think he's got more length than Draymond as well. Like, his arms are I longer. think he sees the game well. And, like, just like Draymond. Yeah. He's taller and he's lankier than, than Draymond. Like, like, both those guys don't have a shot, but they still seem to make plays just based off their basketball. Yeah, no, exactly. exactly. They, they play the game well. They play the game well. That's the perfect way to put it. No, I, I don't think the Raptors need to full out blow it up, but I don't think they can just run back and be like, Serge will be better this year, or JV will be better this year. I don't think we can do that. You lose every time. It's LeBron. Lose every time. You gotta throw something else at him. You can't keep, like you said, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expect things to be different. Exactly. Insanity, bro. I wonder who said that. I don't know. Makes sense to me. Does, well, <laughs> clever. Clever. Um, Nick, man, you haven't really talked at all this much. You just want to, like, talk for, like, two and a half minutes? Like, just... I said I was going to be a mute, and that's how it's been, so... Oh, we're talking about the Mark Ingram suspension. I appreciate you not lying. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay's got New Orleans week one. That game got a hell of a lot easier. All right, all right. We'll wrap up. We'll wrap up the Raptors. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be an interesting summer. I think we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, pretty upset that our show got ruined. But it's is the, what it is. It's the wicked world of sports. Wicked world of sports. That's why we love it. That's why yeah, we're making man. a fucking podcast, right? <laughs> um. So Mark Ingram suspended. Yeah, he's fighting it aggressively though. So he says the substance he got banned for was permissible. Yeah. I love that finally someone's doing something aggressive. You haven't <laughs> said one aggressive thing at all. Well, Mark Ingram podcast. is aggressively trying to overturn a suspension. Yeah. Like most people would. So, but appeals happen. So the suspension technically is not counting right now. I think he's not. It's getting suspended. It yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like just because he says it's. What permissible. It's not up Junior to Junior Seo said he was taking medication First from four weeks. his doctor when he got suspended and he stayed suspended. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you well, know always, what you're allowed, you can't... Like, it's always different in season, though, right? Because once you appeal, you officially no longer are suspended, right? Right. So, like, yeah, but this, this, ap- this appeal right. and everything will how play Ezekiel out. Elliot kept getting the... Exactly, yeah. right? Like, but this appeal will play out before the season starts. You think. I don't know. I don't they know. take their sweet ass <laughs> yeah, time sometimes. No, 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 no. You you can't tell a team to go into training camp and start planning strategies for week one games. They do it. No way, man. Fuck off, Roger Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> fuck There's off. your issue right there. Well, yeah. well the Saints like they're kind of laughing at this point. Like we got like yo number one running backs going up for four weeks. Who fuck cares? We got Alvin Kamara on the back in the bench. Yeah. <laughs> True enough, right? Like, to start him all there game. There could now. be worse teams to lose their starting Dude, running back. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You got fucking Tampa Bay. They lose a running back. Like I guess it's really matter for them because like all those guys could easily step in and be their starter this year. Mm. Like they don't really have <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a clear cut guy right now. Who's gonna win the job? Barber Jones. There's not like Barber's gonna be the starting running back week one. Yeah. How long is that gonna last? Who knows? That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. They got guys on their team that if one guy got suspended, you'd be like, oh well, we got a guy that can maybe step up and be our starter. Cause you don't even have a clear cut guy. Like this, that would affect yeah, someone like. But a lot of their running backs are specialty. Like players. that would affect a team like the Rams, man. You got Gurley. Without Gurley, that team is like, oh jeez, we got. Fucking- it's a little less pedestrian, or it's a little more pedestrian, I should say. Like I, that team's defense. No, I mean like they got some defense production. Like yeah, no, it takes a step. No, it takes a step. It takes a step. Receiver. Yeah, it takes a step back for sure. But like Tampa Bay, they don't have a clear cut number one guy right now. So like, 
Like, Barbara could get suspended and then they got, they ride Jones for four weeks. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it does. If it does work out, you got to start it for, you got to clear cut start it for yourself now. Yeah. And then you, then you spell in Barber. But you wouldn't want to start your season in, in that sort of situation. No, right? no one yeah. wants to start the season with the guy suspended. They, yeah. they want people to contribute. Yeah. Yeah. But it definitely could affect, like, New Orleans isn't being affected as much as a team like LA would be affected. Or Dallas last year with Ezekiel. With, with Ezekiel, yeah. Well, it was a very somber affair. On beers mandatory this week, just doing the sort of uh, uh, what do you call it, like dissection and uh, autopsy, autopsy for Dwayne Casey. Yeah, man. Um, sad time. Sad times. Sad times for Toronto sports. Uh, predictions on the Eastern Conference Finals. Cleveland Golden State. Sorry, I jumped the gun. <laughs> right. Hey, you want to just say, keep talking, man? Like, you no, just keep no. riffing if you want. No, it's Cleveland good. Golden State. You think it's gonna be? That's a Third year in a row? If that happened? Fourth? Fourth? Yeah, that's right. Fourth. Fourth in a row. Avengers 4 next year. I think that uh, Boston's going to give Cleveland a good run, I think. I think so, too. I think that, more than anything, kind of proves what I'm saying. that If, if Dwayne Casey had way more strengths than weaknesses, but his one weakness was in-game adjustments, watch Brad Stevens run an inbounds play. Like, watch Brad Stevens, the Boston head coach, run an inbounds play. You're like, I've never seen that ever before in my life. Right. That guy's got a cool story, man. You hear that guy's story? No. He quit. He was a pharmacist. He quit his job to volunteer basketball coach, and he just kind of worked his way up. To yeah, that's me in the NBA. Right. I love that. He's like, a fantastic. He quit a high-paying job to work. He said he said that he had a job packing groceries at a grocery store while he was volunteer co- volunteer coaching basketball. Like he didn't. He just gave it all up for doing to do something he loved. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking quit and coach basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I disrespect that man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You follow your dream and you put that out. Exactly. He's gonna be he'll be able to throw something at LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be able to throw something at LeBron James. But isn't that scary, man? Those guys got that team has Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward on the sideline right now, and they have valuable assets that they could easily trade. They have like a top ten pick next year from Sacramento. Like, like they, you could get they could go get anybody. They, I think they'll get quite Leonard. They could get quite easy. They'll get quite Leonard for Jalen Brown, Terry Marcus Rozier. Smart, Terry Rozier, and the future first, which means their starting lineup next year could be Al Horford, Kawhi Leonard, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. They are yeah. set yeah. up for success. If you think Brad <laughs> Stevens can make Aaron Baines look good, imagine what he's doing oh, with that man. roster, right? Um, go Raps. Go raps, <laughs> go raps. Dwayne, man, if you ever hear this, just thanks. Yeah, we respect you, Dwayne. You know what? Like, as as disappointed as I was on the Tuesday, uh, I'm not like crushed. I'm still. Re- I'm gonna watch basketball games. Next For me, year. when I had when I was writing this pros and cons list, in my head, I'm like, you know what? This kind of shows me that I'd be okay with whatever decision Masai makes. If yeah. he resign, if he didn't fire him, I would have been happy. If he did fire him, I could see why, and I. I could move on with the fire. Yeah. And understand exactly why what that happened. Which is more or less what Lowry said. Yeah. Too, right? Yeah. What did Lowry say? Well, he more or less just said, like, I'm a leader of this organization, so I'm going to support... Whatever happens. The decisions. Yeah. And I think part of that, Dwayne Casey definitely instilled that. Like, Dwayne's not texting Damar and Kyle right now being like, yo, fucking hate the next person that comes in, right? <laughs> no, 100% not. Dwayne Casey... Dwayne Casey's gonna have nothing but love for Toronto, I think. Dwayne, at the All-Star Game, someone asked Dwayne Casey, it's like, uh... Something like, you know, if, uh... You know, if you got 
got fired or whatever it was like or if you couldn't get over the playoff hump or something like that right or he would just be like if I got fired I would look Masai in the hand or look Masai in the eye shake his hand and say thank you it's like class act right like what did you see what Masai said about him yeah it was brilliant I, I, it was beautiful like you could I don't I, I don't think listen, I'll work with a better guy than that. I was listening to it on the radio so I couldn't see what Masai was doing and I don't think he was crying but you could hear the emotion yeah 100%. it was just like yeah this was not like that was absolutely a labor choice over the past three days yeah he knew that something needed to change. I think. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I think. I think. Really, all it is is that his job starts now. Masai's job starts right now. Yeah. Firing Dwayne's easy. How he brings, yeah. how his decisions will get them to the next level. Firing Dwayne. I, man, I think Masai is a great mind. I trust any Masai. We trust. Yes, yeah, I we trust. Hundred percent. Yeah. He's um, done with him a great things to Toronto since he came to the organization. Nothing but. I have like I can't say like. Oh, he did this, he did this. Like, that's what I got against him. I got nothing against this guy. The one knock against him, and it's not even a knock, is he drafted Bruno Cabolico. Only knock against him. Yeah, but I... I There's GMs that have considerably worse knocks against him that still have their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, uh, Grunfeld in Washington there. You... <laughs> um, Gar Snow, or... Is that his name? Gar Snow, not New York Islanders? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, there's some shitty people that still have their jobs. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. It's a somber affair. I'm just going to leave it off on a light note. Nick, I'm, it seems like you have a, a point to make. I was just going to say peace. <laughs> peace, man. <laughs> um, so they say like, uh, grapefruit juice is really good for your health and stuff like that. Uh, uh, I can't stomach it. I think it's without a doubt the most bitter, terrible thing in the world. Nick was saying like, yo, if you bring grapefruit juice camping, all the bugs stay away. It's because bugs are like, no, nah, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not I'm, 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 I'm not trying to get grapefruit juice from right now. But I just can't, can't really stomach grapefruit juice. But what I found out that I can stomach is grapefruit beer. Uh, so now like every morning I'm doing grapefruit beer, which is great because it gets all like the grapefruitiness and citrus of grapefruit juice with 2.4% alcohol. So you're not drunk, but you're Still feeling good about yourself. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Beers Mandatory. Episode 4. At Beers Mandatory on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We're going to get the website eventually. Uh, listen to us on CastBox. CastBox is going to be big, guys. CastBox is the new SoundCloud. CastBox is the shiznit. Rock the CastBox. Rock the CastBox. <laughs> they better be calling us soon. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great night. I, we haven't said John's name once. Is he on the show next week? He's, at, he's home next week. Is he home next week? I think so. John! Then yeah. You're on the show, buddy. Choo, 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 choo. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Beers. <laughs>